0: Binge the full week of the Ray Taylor Show ad free over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus. This is the Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews on the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth a trip to the theater, or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes And let's dive into the world of film and television together. On this episode, I am talking about the new horror film, Megan. Came out last year, 2022. Just hit Peacock. I watched the unrated version of this. Both versions, the rated and unrated version, both available on Peacock. Was looking forward to this. Obviously, the promotions for this film got me excited to watch it. I'm not going to the theaters, waiting for movies to come on streaming, to be available through streaming, and was excited when I saw this movie was coming out this past week, Uh, looking forward to it. This is a movie that is directed by Gerard Johnstone, uh, written by uh, Akilah Cooper, uh, the screenplay was by and story as well as James Wan. If that name f- sounds familiar, that is the creator of the Saw film, the Saw franchise of films. So good, uh, good um, bloodline there, I guess you could say, uh, as far as horror films go. Uh, this movie stars Allison Williams, Violet McGraw, uh, Johnny Chang, comedian Johnny Ronnie Chang, I should say. Uh, Amy Donald plays Megan, and Jenna Davis plays Megan's voice. So, two different uh, performers there for the robot known as Megan M three G A N. This movie is a robotics engineer at a toy company builds a lifelike doll that begins to take a life take on a life of its own. Uh, This is very much a movie like if you were to combine the movie Ex Machina and the horror franchise Chucky, combine those together, you kind of have Megan. I think even the reboot of Chucky that came out a few years ago, very similar premise where it was like this A.I. doll instead of Chucky being uh, possessed by a serial killer's spirit. um, It was just uh, A.I. that went uh, awry. Uh, Either way. I was looking forward to this movie, uh, but sadly I would say this movie is a little overhyped. I was probably a little too excited to watch this movie. Not that I hated this movie, but wasn't necessarily as fun or as good as I was expecting it to be. Of course, you had that great trailer or clip from the movie that was on social media everywhere of Megan dancing, which is a great moment in this movie right uh and i think very successful promotion for the movie itself i'm sure one of the many reasons why it did well you know i did ultimately enjoy this movie i didn't hate this movie uh but i didn't really love it either right definitely i think it's definitely something where the if seems like this is going to turn into a franchise and something that, because it will be turned into a franchise most likely, this one was successful, they're doing a follow-up, uh, I think it has a lot of potential to go- do good. And I think this movie kind of suffers from trying to ride a line between being, basically just being a like a, a PG-13 horror film, like a non-R-rated horror film. Um, yeah, PG-13. I think if this movie just lean, I'm I'm not a fan of PG thirteen horror films. I'm sure there's some examples of movies that are able to pull it off, uh, but give me I, if this movie leaned into more comedy, leaned into just more graphic and and uh, gory kills and some other. I have many things that I would like to see from this franchise. Many ways in which I think this franchise could benefit from some changes. Um, so I have you know I have expectations for this franchise to do better uh, but overall even though I watched the unrated version and I think in that there's a little bit more graphic gore nature in a couple scenes um, but I would have liked more of that along with other things which I'll get into later but I think the idea of this movie is great right AI, AI, and toys specifically is something I'm sure we are just around the corner from being a reality. I mean, AI in general is something that is taking off. Uh, most, mostly online, online tools, whether it's ChatGPT or just a lot of different kinds of AI tools, uh, and their ability to help write, help edit, help create images, help do all kinds of different things. I think we're not that far away from having that technology in I mean, it's going to be in our phones before we know it and soon in other devices and not surprisingly would be something that would be in a kid's toy. So it's weird in many ways this movie could be like a Black Mirror episode. Right? It's it definitely has that near future technology that could easily be a reality that seems like we're just about to approach at any time which so many of the themes and ideas in Black Mirror are starting to become realities Um, although I think if this was a Black Mirror episode it would have been done better right I think Charlie Brooker is a better writer than what we saw what I saw in this movie Right. But I still like the idea. I think this idea has great potential. Um, You know, you have this kid who loses her parents. Right. Kind of reminded me in many ways of the horror film The Good Son, uh, which I think this movie could have taken some of those dark aspects and suspenseful aspects of that movie and implemented them in this story because we have a kid who loses her parents goes to live with her aunt her aunt works at this toy company um no experience with kids and seeing how that relationship has changed also kind of weird that this woman works at a toy company and doesn't instantly have plenty of toys for this kid to play with right she only has her collectibles and doesn't want her to play with it, but doesn't really seem to want to get this kid that she is now in charge of toys from her work or even just toys at all. I mean, there's we the, the reality of this movie is in the future where in our reality today, she could have just, you know, ordered some stuff on Amazon or or Instacarted some toys from a walmart and gotten her this girl some toys to play with so the fact that there were no toys available for her was kind of weird regardless not a big thing uh but she's living with her aunt and uh it kind of reminded me in some ways of the good son except for the good son i would say better movie a little bit definitely a different movie but still, there is that relationship in the, in the Good Son between this kid who lost his parents and this other kid who is the evil one, the the bad son, let's say, and gets him to do bad things. And it could have been a similar dynamic with this girl and the Megan doll where Megan is almost trying to get her to do bad things. Obviously, Megan is the evil force in this movie. She is the Freddy Krueger. She's the Jason Voorhees. She is the Michael Myers of this movie. She is the Chucky of this movie. So it would have been an interesting dynamic, especially there are aspects of this movie where the girl becomes dependent, becomes almost addicted to, violently at times, addicted to this doll. And I think they could have played into that more. It's just I felt like there was a lot of potential that was not realized in this movie. Um, definitely rides a line between kind of being a kids movie in some ways. Definitely playing into that PG-13 side of it, and then with moments of the R rating, which I I'm sure th- those moments were specific to the unrated version. Um, but still, I would have I wanted more. Right, I definitely wanted more. I can I can see why they would cut them out, because there's only a couple moments that are graphic, where, you know, you cut them out, you get a, a lower rating, probably potential to make more money in the box office. Fine, whatever. Would have loved a lot darker, a lot lot gorier. Right, it is a horror film. Let's just lean into it. Lean into. There's like a lot of things that could have could have made this movie better. Um. A lot of opportunities for comedy. You have Ronnie Chang, who is hilarious every time he's on screen. It's amazing. Uh, definitely could have increased the comedy in this movie. There are plenty of scenes that could have been, you know, pumped up with some comedy that ended up just being kind of flat in this movie, uh, and kind of, you know, gone darker, gone more comedy. Just kind of, just kind of done more in scenes. Where because it's riding this weird line, it doesn't seem like it's willing to like lean into stuff too much, which is a bummer. Despite the couple scenes which I'm sure are specific to the unrated version that I saw. Right? No desire to see if there is an unrated version of any movie, of course I'm gonna watch the unrated version. The fact that there are people that are anonymous who decide what is morally correct to have in a movie and will tell f- people who make movies for a living what they need to cut out of a movie and remove these people that censor film in the, the rating ratings board of the Motion Picture of America is absolutely absurd. Um, I think s- any kind of censorship is horrible. I'm fine with people like... Telling people what to expect in a movie to maybe not introduce your kids to certain things. Or if you're somebody that wants to avoid certain subject matter, I think it's fine to have that information available, similar to the nutritional facts that are on food. It's nice to know what's in the thing that you're consuming. But I don't think you should be forced to abide by, like, these people who rate movies and give them the power to tell you to remove stuff. Regardless, I think that hurt the film. Let's take a quick break right now to talk about are you a fan of original artwork and live events? Look no further than the Many Faces series by Ray Taylor and the weekly live stream over at YouTube.com slash Inspired Disorder. This ongoing series explores the endless possibilities of the human face through abstract ink paintings on paper, capturing unique expressions of emotion, mood, tone, and energy In just a few minimal features. Join me every Thursday at 4.20 Pacific Time as I paint live, follow the Many Faces series and discover the endless possibilities of the human face. Don't miss out on this opportunity to be part of the action and own a piece of original artwork by me, Ray Taylor. Head to YouTube.com slash Inspired Disorder every Thursday to catch the live stream. And visit inspiredisorder.com to browse and purchase the Many Faces artwork. And now, let's get back to the show. You know, overall, this movie has some great moments. Don't get me wrong. I just... This movie could have been better. This was okay. I think it's a good start. It's an interesting start for this character. We learned some interesting things. These, like... Every kind of horror villain has their kind of thing that they do, right? They have their their gimmicky things, and Megan has plenty of those things that could easily be implemented into other movies and become like her signature moves, quote-unquote. The ideas are great. Definitely a lot of potential in the sequels. Um, you know, a good movie, just not great. All the ingredients are there, just an unsatisfying end product in my opinion and by far ronnie chang kind of sad that you know horror movies not everybody survives let's just say that but i love seeing ronnie chang in it plays the the toy ceo toy company ceo and uh great every scene that he's in is great um i do want to talk about specifics so i will be spoiling this movie so if you haven't seen it it's available on streaming on peacock Watch the original. Watch the unrated version. Both are available. Uh, I I would recommend if you're. I don't. I haven't seen the edited version, but the unrated. I would. I would probably recommend. Uh, but I'm going to be talking about spoilers, so you're be, you're being warned right now from here on out. Talking spoilers. Um, this movie starts with a commercial for a toy that this company makes, the Perpetual Pet, and because I have ad supported tears for a lot of streaming services that I have access to uh, I literally thought I was watching an ad <laughs> like I went I thought I had watched all the ads and the movie had started because you know a lot of streaming services they'll just play the ads before the movie so you don't get the movie interrupted and I'm like why well, I thought I was done and then I go to things it's like oh this is how the movie starts and then of course it's it becomes more p- noticeable that this ad is not a real product uh, but could easily be, at some point, this perpetual pet where, like, if your pet dies, you get this animatronic pet that you virtually feed through your iPad and do all these things. Kind of a, a, an interesting way. Le- definitely felt like a legit ad. Uh, every time, I, like I said, Ronnie Chang is on screen. It's amazing. Uh, would have loved more of him. It was sad that he died, but Whatever i'm glad he was they could have every time he's in this movie it's hilarious um his assistant has this side plot where he's trying to steal the plans which i imagine may have been in this just to set up future movies set up the potential for sequels but felt very pointless in this movie it really led to nothing him stealing these plans um You have this kid who's suddenly orphaned living with her aunt, right? Like I said, similar to the good son. Like, they could have easily had Caddy, the girl, weird name, like being blamed for the things that Megan does, similar to the good son, where the, the one kid is blamed while the other kid's the one doing it, easily could have had that dynamic. Or just had her be the bad influence on Caddy, having her do these things that are bad. Could have gone a lot of different directions with that. Would have been fun, right? It would have been her acting up because her parents died, right? Maybe she's doing these things, but it's really, it's Megan's the one's getting me to do this. It's not me. It's Megan, right? Could have had that. Didn't have that at all. Could have had her turn into the bad kid. And she does get, like, addicted to this. And physically punches her aunt because she won't, like, and that even doesn't go anywhere. Like, there's some, there's, like, these moments in this movie where it feels like if they had just leaned into those moments more, it would have made this movie so much more interesting. Like, to see Caddy, like, go full-blown addict with Megan would have made so much you know so much more sense would have made it so much more interesting instead you have like this moment where she punches her aunt for not giving her her doll and then instantly is perfectly okay with saving her aunt and destroying this doll kind of doesn't make sense right and you'd kind of think like i said earlier that somebody working at a toy company would have been able to give her this kid she is now in charge of the guardian of would have instantly like the moment she found out she is she has custody of Caddy she would have called somebody at her work right she is the lead designer of these toys she has seemingly this very high position i would imagine making decent money at this thing regardless would have easily been able to get Tons of toys. Like, there would have been a living room full of toys when Caddy got there. And even not, even if she didn't, let's just say for whatever reason, her company's like, no, you can't get our toys. Like, we don't do deals with employees. She could have had somebody ordered online or stopped at a store to pick up toys for this kid, especially after she realized that, you, you don't want her playing with your collectibles. You want those to stay in their box, right, which is fine. You know, there is that culture of adult children that want to just have their collectible toys and think that they're investments or whatever. She, no reason why she couldn't have gotten toys for this kid. No reason. Problem. Had one of, like, these little things, like, why? Why? The presentations are fun. Like the, the moment that Megan sings at the end of one of the presentations, one, was hilarious. But two, also could have been, it's one of those things where hopefully in the sequels, turns into what Megan does. Because you want to talk about a scary, to make Megan scarier. Which, that's one of the things lacking, the, the suspense and the fear and the scariness. There were moments, but again, these moments are fleeting. The movie never leans into these moments that are like, oh, that's a good idea, but then they don't do anything with it. When she sings, the moment she sings, is like, that would be amazing. Just imagine a movie where Megan is, like, stalking her prey, right? She's going to kill somebody, right? And while she's going to kill them, or while she's in the process of stalking them, hunting them down, she is singing this beautiful children's song where the lyrics are her narrating what she's going to do to this person's mangled body. Would be amazing, would be hilarious, the, the, the juxtaposition between the, the sweet saccharine, Nature of a kid's song but the lyrics and the scene that we're seeing it is so gory and scary like it would just make it so much creepier like we know that's her ability right should be part of future movies her singing as she's like torturing somebody would be amazing just it's just way more terrifying you're about to get killed by a doll oh and by the way the doll is singing a children's song about how it's like happy tree friends if you've ever seen like that kind of contrast in tone is hilarious where it's like super dark visually but like this happy joyous saccharine kind of a thing should just a complete missed opportunity would have been perfect right it takes an hour for this movie to get to the horror part. Everything is set up until about an hour in, and then finally there's some horror, right? Where she's at this this getaway with these other homeschooled kids or whatever, right? And you see another moment, right? You see another moment that is the same as the promotional clip, the trailer where Megan is dancing, right? You see these moments where Megan goes from this stiff, robotic doll into like this fluid, moving, creature on its head is crazy when you see her get on all fours to stalk this bully brandon right which i do love horror films where you're kind of rooting for horrible people to get killed you're like yeah she's gonna get brandon he's an asshole love that aspect of it right but when she goes from just being this robot doll to just like this fluid animal that's like on all fours stalking her prey and then even when the scene in the hallway with Ronnie Chang and she does her like dance and he's like, what, Megan, what are you doing? Like those things could also be right. The sign that she is like about to kill somebody. Right. When she starts getting loose, you know, Megan's about to to unalive somebody. And it's just like. Two of uh, moments in this movie that I loved, loved when she just gets all and It's like. Oh, that's when she gets scary because it starts off when she's stiff. It's like, oh, she is not threatening. But when she moves like most people can't move in this like fluid manner, it is like, oh, that is a scary thing to see. I don't care what like. It's the same thing as like the the ring movies where they're like crawling backwards and things like seeing people move or change their movement style all of a sudden is definitely scary another thing that could have been you know hopefully they'll do more of in in the uh sequels right that change that oh shit moment where you think you're just dealing with this stiff robotic doll that's like how, how are you and then all of a sudden she's doing like break dancing moves as she's gonna slice your head open amazing and of course you see the brandon part where she like tears his ear off and you see it stretching amazing I was like, oh, here we go, right? It is the first moment in this movie where she gets all fluid. She stalks Brandon. She tears his ear off and then pushes him into the street, right? We're like, oh, here we go. And then that's kind of the, the peak. That is the peak of graphic, gory, oh, shit. Nothing lives up to that Brandon kill, which I imagine is one of the scenes they – for the show and make a great gift for any fan plus with each purchase you'll be helping us continue to bring you great content so don't wait head on over to Inspiredisorder.com now and check out the full collection thanks for listening and we hope you'll show your support by grabbing some ray taylor show merchandise today and now let's get back to the show and then you have you know the other kill when she power washes the woman's face off she gets the nail through the hand. Also gory, also like kind of graphic, it's kind of cool, right? And imagine in those scenes if she's also singing a kid's song. It just makes it even more creepy. But the rest of the kills are left are less than. Even when she, you know, does the dance and tears the, the blade off of the paper cutter, which why is there a paper cutter in a hallway? Whatever, it's cool, She now she has a sword. Right. Even when she kills the the people in the elevator, it's like, OK, like none of them like the Brandon kill is at the top. And then the power washing kill and then everything else is is less than which is a bummer. You, it needs to go the other way. And, you know, another moment when when Caddy goes crazy, when she gets Megan taken away and she acts like she's addicted, she punch punches her aunt in the face it's just like she almost acts like possessed like she's clearly addicted to this toy and it felt like they could have done more with that it's just one of many moments like oh yeah oh no it's that's it that's the only moment and then all of a sudden it's gone it's different and it was clear that that old robot bruce or whatever was going to be used right when she introduces it in her workshop or whatever But how, like, how Caddy not only knows how to use the robot, but also how she just all of a sudden got the power gloves that control it make no sense. Doesn't make any sense how she would have gotten them all of a sudden. Makes no sense. There's no scene of her ever playing with it. So she just all of a sudden, like, I'm old enough to remember the power glove. Okay? It's not a device that's very user-friendly. Right. And even on that, like there's dials and things, there's things like she doesn't know how to use this robot. But all of a sudden, she's like a master at robot fighting and just is able to tear Megan in half, which is cool, but makes no sense why she knows how to do that or how she got the gloves to begin with. All they needed was one scene. Oh, just have her one scene. Hey, Caddy, you want to take the robot out in the backyard and you play around with it just for a little bit? Yeah, sure. Have a scene where she's doing it and then she, like, accidentally breaks something because she doesn't realize the the power of it. Like, okay, we we should probably stop doing that. Would have easily set up that she knows how to use it. Would have easily set up that the robot has the ability to tear something like that. Like, has this immense strength. We already know it's coming back. It is the, you know, the Chekhov's gun of robots. But at no point do they mention how she would have ever known or had the the gloves accessible to her which overall this movie like the creepy moments with megan there is one more creepy moment with megan after she's torn in half and kind of crawling over the the shelving that for some reason is just she's like tips that shelving down as if It's going to help her in any way. But it was creepy to see Megan kind of crawling over like a Terminator. Like, I will not stop until you're destroyed. Another little creepy moment. But overall, the lack of tension throughout this movie was a bummer. Right? But, you know, not only lack of tension, but you knew what Megan was going to do before she did it. Like, you knew... There was going to be a scene with her and the dog, right? Because that dog problem obviously should have been an issue. Your dog is biting people, right? You can't – who cares what property your dog's on? First off, don't have your dog house in the front yard, right? And the fence is not only their issue. It maybe is your issue as well. Right, You are responsible for your dog. It's not like the fence can be walked around. It's not like that hole in the fence was the only, the only way that dog could have gotten on somebody else's property. Still feel bad that a dog gets got in this movie. Thankfully, we don't see it, but not surprised that the dog was going to get got. All of the things that happened were not surprising at all, which was kind of a bummer. Because there's no tension, there's no surprise. The only surprise is when we see Megan the first time, and she goes loose and she stalks Brandon, she tears his ear off, and it's like, "Oh shit, this movie is getting into it." And then it stops getting into it. <laughs> there's one more time where she gets all loose and she, you know, does a kill, but even those are like less than. I don't know. As a new horror franchise, I think it has plenty of room to improve right i it's a decent start right it sets up a lot of interesting things that we can hopefully see Megan do in future movies right great new horror villain the look is great the it's it's for sure like chucky but has new abilities has like catch not just catch phrases necessarily but like the things, the way she speaks, the way she can just move really loose, the th- the fact that she can sing songs, that she can play back audio and mimic people, this the fact that she has like this ability to control devices that are connect via you know Wi-Fi, Bluetooth. She's AI, so she's able to effortlessly hack and control other devices. I like I buy that 100%. Sure, whatever. So there's a lot of things. A lot of elements, a lot of ingredients that come along with this new villain, Megan, that they hopefully will use to good effect in a sequel, right? Like, i s- I'm telling you, if she doesn't sing a kid's song while she's killing somebody in the next movie, they have completely lost grips on what they're trying to do. Like, they missed a huge opportunity if that doesn't happen, Right? Give her she has like this ability to have like these signature move just like her movement to use that even in like you could have scenes where it's like she starts to move but then has to stop right that would provide so much tension if you see oh she's moving she's moving all fluid she's about to do her thing but then has to stop for a second. It's like, ooh, she almost got caught, and then she's back to like. There's so many opportunities for tension. There's so many opportunities to use these specific things that Megan does to a great effect, and lean into it. Go hard, R. Do it. I want to like the 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 scene of her ripping the ear off is like, okay, let's. It's kind of wacky. Like the the amount of stretching that happens before his ear gets torn off, is is comical. Le- f- lean into the comedy. Right? I don't know. Right? It's uh, a lot of fun things, a lot of potential for the franchise. So hopefully it does well. I, you know, I liked the movie. It wasn't... I was really hoping for a fun time. A more fun time. But it was good. It was good. I just think I was overhyped. I built it up too much in my head. And there's tons of potential. Like, it could have easily been so much better if it just leaned into the... The few moments that were magical. The magical moments. Uh, But I want to thank you all for tuning in to this episode of The Ray Taylor Show. I hope you enjoyed my thoughts on Megan. Don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes uh, uh, of TV show and movie reviews. And join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or on YouTube if you're watching this. Until next time, enjoy the show. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at inspireddisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace Oh.